this is not an inspirational business podcast, but hey, you might be inspired. I'm here to have genuine conversations with kick-ass people in business. These aren't all going to be success stories, but they are all going to be real stories. So let's dive straight in with this week's guest. My guest today is the founder of Happy Little Socials and specializes in amplifying businesses' online presence through social media management, magnetizing copywriting, and mentorship. She's an astrology guru in the training, a mum, and an all-round kick-ass person. I had such a good chat with Tamika, and I can't wait for you to listen to it. Tamika, thank you so much for joining me today. Do you want to start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Um, so my name is Tamika. I am the founder of Happy Little Socials, and we look after women in businesses like their online presence. So we can manage their social media from like full management to community engagement to copy projects, blogs, EDMs, website. And yeah, we work with like solopreneurs to, you know, bigger businesses. And I really just always look for like, a good connection with the business owner. I don't have a specific kind of niche or field. Like I work with people who are finance brokers to celebrants, like a real mix, which is really fun. Awesome. It keeps it interesting. So let's go back to the beginning, way, way back, however long ago that was. What were you doing work-wise, career-wise before you started this journey? Yeah. So I've always worked in corporate in some way, shape or form. So I have a lot of experience in real estate, in the property management sector. I was also working for a V8 supercar team and did a lot of their itineraries and assisted in marketing, really lots of support roles, operations managers, that kind of thing, problem solving. And when I had my son, so he is now going to be four in April, I had all intentions of going back to that corporate role. Like it only took six months of maternity leave. Mm-hmm. I was totally naive. You know, we hear this story quite a lot, actually. Like everyone thinks everything's just going to go back to normal. But then you have a baby and you're like, okay, things have changed. Mm-hmm. And I just had this feeling like I wasn't ready to go back at six months. So I actually thought, I wonder if I can extend it out to, you know, the year and then kind of reevaluate and see where I'm at. And unfortunately, the position of that company at the time, they were getting really busy and they sort of said like, either come back now in some capacity or we can't guarantee that you will be able to have your like position and role kept for you in a year or in another six months, I should say. And I was like, oh gosh, but I just, I'm very intuitive. I have like a very intuitive um, personality and I just knew that it would be okay. I just wasn't sure what that looked like or I just had to kind of have faith and I was like, no. I'm not going to come back. And I remember a girlfriend at the time, I was saying to her like, oh, you know, I've got all this experience. Like, I don't know if it will be, maybe I have to just go part-time in a role because to go into corporate full-time and look after baby and all the things, it's a lot. So she actually said to me, she's like, you know, people pay other people to read their emails and like answer their DMs. And I was like, what? This is insane. Like it had never... (laughs) I mind that you could do this for yourself as a business and like be your own boss. Mm-hmm. And also remember, this was like pre-pandemic. So virtual assistant, working from home, it was a little bit like foreign and people weren't super comfortable about it. I did 
start dabbling in it. And I did have some ongoing clients, but I did come up against a little bit of resistance from business owners. And I think, you know, they at that time would think, oh, you're at home working on my project and kind of just watching like Netflix and chilling and like Mm -hmm. not really doing it. Anyway, fast forward now, like we're, you know, post pandemic, it's so acceptable. And especially moms, I think that have come from that corporate background, just because we want flexibility doesn't mean that we lose our knowledge. It doesn't mean that we lose our experience, our drive, our passion. And for me, working is a part of my identity. I love being a mom, but I also get a lot of fuel from being creative and working and connecting with others. And in turn, that probably makes me a better mom. So I designed my business to be flexible and to do all those things. I upskilled in a lot of areas as well, but also had that corporate nurturing, customer service, problem solving, creative part of me that really I've had for, you know, God, how old am I? I don't want to even say lots of experience. Just trust me. And just kind of pulled on that. And then I've like co-created like just with everything that's come up you know, along the way to now be running a happy little social. So that was kind of a really long answer, but that's what we're here for. We're here for stories, shares, talk time, whatever you want to call it. I'm all about it. I also feel like this is such a common occurrence of women who are in corporate positions or, you know, big companies, government organizations, things like that. They become mothers and obviously your priorities shift and change. And like you said, it's You're looking for flexibility, but it doesn't take away the fact that for X amount of years, you were still a, you know, highly successful, you know, woman in a corporate environment, kicking ass, doing all of these things. All of that experience and knowledge is something that's still within you. And just because you're now a mother, that doesn't change any of that. If anything, it sort of elevates who you are and what you can do now because you can do so much more. And I feel like this is something quite a few of my guests have come on and said is that they were working in these environments and then after having their children, they were looking for that flexibility and it just wasn't there for them. So it was sort of like a take it into your own hands situation and take all of that skill, knowledge, experience and turn it into something that now supports this new version of your life, which includes being a mother, but not sitting around watching Netflix every day. Yes. Well, it's some Netflix is okay, right? Yeah, we need our chill time too. We're busy. That's people. true. That's true. It's also interesting how you're saying about pre-COVID, there was definitely a resistance around online support. It was something that was there, but it wasn't, you know, as prevalent as it is now. And there was almost a misunderstanding about what you could expect from someone working for you from home or remotely as opposed to, you know, being in a standard office environment and being able to check in on people and things like that. So I think that's something we, maybe something good that came out of COVID. There were a couple of good things that came out of COVID and I think maybe the acceptance of remote working was one of them. Yes, absolutely. And I think it was almost looked upon as like a luxury. Like I feel if I hadn't gone to my CEO and said, right, I'm going to work from home, he would have been like, a what? Where does this come from? What are you doing? How? No, of course not. Like that would never work. And and also like the micromanagement, right, of having someone in an office. And now, like, I mean, you just jump on IG and you can see how many VAs there are supporting, like, as I said, just like this, you know, solo business owner right through to bigger teams that are not having to pay for an office space for you, like a place for you to sit or not having to pay holiday pay. And 
you know, all that stuff where they're saving. And the outcome is that usually a, a mom is actually benefiting and running her own business mm-hmm. really successfully. Yeah. It's a great shift. I'm, I like seeing the change. Mm. Now you, I believe, had a couple of side hustles as well in some all kinds of different oh industries and spaces. Yes. There's like nothing I have not done. At my core, I am a creative. And if there's a way that I can create, I've usually tried to build a business around it in some way, shape or form. Even when I was working in corporate because it was, I felt like it wasn't creative, the roles that I was sort of doing, I would look for that in my like quote unquote personal life. So I, I had a little art business. I used to create art. I, you know, had like an art show. I was living in Elwood at the time and working in Fitzroy. So I used to like be in my corporate office in Fitzroy, but then I would go down the street because obviously it's very like, um, you know, artsy and stuff up there. And then I would drop some of my paintings off so that they could like put it in the window for sale on my lunch break, just stuff like that. And I also upskilled in brows and lashes in beauty. So I actually had my own beauty business and held a space within, oh, actually a lot of spaces. I've built up to a bigger space in a hairdresser where I used to service um, people with their brows and lashes. And um, I was doing that actually. So that's when I did have my son and I did see that as an opportunity to have a flexible life and to work for myself. And again, it's really creative, like creating brows and around, you know, in that kind of environment. But of course, living in Melbourne with the lockdowns, I had to make that decision of like, I wasn't able to be in my space. I had to still, you know, rent the space. I was trying to reschedule people. It wasn't working. And actually, because I built my own website for that business and obviously my socials I did myself. And I had people reaching out to me asking, who did I get to do my socials and who created my website? And you know, that was like a little bit of a, you know, ring-a-ding-ding. <laughs> I thought of like, hey, you know, you do have skills in this area as well. So I want people to also know, like, if you look at me now on Instagram, you're like looking at happy little socials and like, oh, she's got it so together or like she's successful or whatever art stuff comes up for, you know, for you. It's not like I woke up and happy little socials was making money and I had this flexibility and this is just the life. I created in 24 hours, which would be magical <laughs> and hats off to you if you can. But I've had a lot of experiences, as I said, like, yes, working for someone, but also working out what works, what doesn't work, having to shut down businesses, you know, all the rest. And then taking like little bits and nuggets of like learning from each of those experiences. And that's how now I've kind of feel like I'm, I've got my shit, shit together a bit now. You know, it's all those like failures as you like to you know people say but at the time it felt like a failure but now it's like a power Mm because I've been able to learn from that and I'm not making those same mistakes that I am now with HLS. Yeah I think that's so important it's so important to remember that the snapshot of what you see of someone else's life business you know experience whatever it is it's everything that sits behind that that led up to that moment and nothing is ever I mean like you said hats off if you can do it in 24 hours and you know succeed well done but for you know 99.9% of the population that's not at all the journey and I think acknowledging that is super important because it's very easy just to see the highlight reel online and be like well they've got it all so I was actually going to say to you what was or was there a specific you know like catalyst or something that drew you towards socials copy this online presence space and I guess it was people reaching out to you saying hey yeah. What you're doing is really great. 
Yeah, I always used to follow people online and I always had that kind of feeling of, oh, I wish I could do that, but maybe I don't know enough or, you know, all the self-doubt that we all have when we move into something that's maybe a bit new or that we maybe don't have what we feel like complete knowledge around. I was already doing it. I just didn't really realize that it was a, a zone of genius. And I was probably a bit nervous to go into another adventure. And I remember thinking, you know, like, oh my God, what are people going to think if like I do this thing now and that doesn't succeed, you know? And like you said earlier in our chat before, it's like looking on seek and being like, well, maybe I could do this. Like I have the qualification or well, not even the qualification, just the experience, right? I could easily go back into something like this, but is it like setting my soul on fire? Is it going to bring me passion? Am I going to wake up looking forward to it every day? Like I remember, you know, hitting an alarm and and thinking, oh God, I so can't be bothered going in. Or like, I remember, you know, this headache from yesterday that I'm going to go back into the office and deal with today. Like I legitimately don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. Every person I work with, I feel honored to work with them. And I think when you're running your own business, like what you put out there is what you attract. So I've got these really beautiful, kind, like boss ass women who know what they want and ready to like amplify their brand. And that's why we like connect and that's why we align. So I really enjoy working with them. Uh, whereas before, and when you do work for someone, you kind of hand it clients, right? You're not in the position of choosing the work for the day or, you know, how you want to show up. It's kind of like you're directed to do it. Where when you get to run your own business, like, yeah. <laughs> Most of the time people are pretty nice. <laughs> there is definitely a moment, I think, when you have your own business where I think it's your first no, like mm. when you say no to a client, mm. a potential client for the first time. Cause I mean, I don't know if it was the same for you, but for me, when I first started, I said yes to everyone, everyone and everything, because I had something to prove. You know, I had to prove to probably more myself than anybody else that I could do it all. And I was saying yes to people and projects that were so unaligned with who I am, what I wanted my business to be, you know, just everything. And I remember the first potential client that I had a connection call with, we went through the whole thing and then I got off the call and I went, I'm not doing this anymore and reached out and said, you know, it was great to connect, but I don't think I'm the person to support you. And that was for me, this moment of being like, now I've fucking made it. <laughs> that's right because and it's now like I get boss to ass energy right it is. it's stepping into your power and it doesn't matter what revenue you're making it literally has nothing to do with that it's literally got to do with the energy mm -hmm. and I think that if you can embody I am the owner of this business like I don't need to go and ask so and so for permission I have the permission to say no right now or yes whatever that is and I am or I think I was something I work on, a bit of a people pleaser. So yeah. the idea of saying no to someone is like, I could break out in hives. Like, I'd be like, oh my God, I'd be so stressed. I'd be getting the sweats on, like all the things. And I mean, it's, it's the day, like they want someone that wants to work with them, don't they? So it's actually a disservice if you're saying yes to someone that you don't think you can actually, you know, do the best for them, for whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And yes, I do say no now. And I take it as an opportunity to allow space for someone that I can truly help, who will truly connect with me to come into my world, where if you're saying yes to every person that walks down the street, 
Like, what about those awesome aligned superpower clients that are like waiting in the wings mm-hmm. that are just not going to come, right? It's, it's, I, yeah, I just think you're blocking yourself from yep. that awesome person that walk into your inbox tomorrow. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And I mean, there's so many lessons at the start of business that, mm-hmm. and I think it depends, like, you go through the same experiences regardless of what kind of business it is. Like you touched on it kind of before about, you know, the self-doubt and what are other people going to think and all of these things. And I think one of the biggest lessons is that moment where you you finally step into your power in the business that you're in and say, this is it. This is what I'm doing. This is who I work with. And I don't really care about anybody else anymore. Boundaries, right? Because it's also like when you're working for yourself, you know, it is just you and you really need to make sure that you're supercharged and serving all the people you can. So engaging with people that might drain your energy for whatever reason, it's not allowing you to make the best of your business that day. Mm, it's so true. It's so true. In terms of lessons or like big aha moments, what was one that you had right at the beginning of this journey that for you was like a, that's it? Oh gosh, I think there's a lot. Probably could write a book. Maybe I should. I definitely think, look, it's probably a common one that people say, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I think that hearing stuff repeated is really good. But about charging your worth, Mm. I think that, oh my gosh, like I had a business come to me through like a word of mouth thing. And so you think, okay, cool. And you want to do, and this was very people pleasing day. So you want to do your best, you know, you've been referred And I remember just like not even knowing how to charge properly. So at that time, I probably was winging it a little bit and flying by the, you know, what do you say, seat of your pants? Um, So I could have really maybe um, reached out for a little bit more knowledge from someone a bit more experienced than me. But I did the best with what I knew at the time. And I looked at it and I, I remember thinking, this is like just such shit money. The amount of work that I have said I'm going to do for these people. And can I tell you, the communication piece between them was the highest communication. So back and forth, constant text message, you know, the WhatsApp was going on, all the things. So not only was I absolutely over delivering for what I was charging, but um, they were just hearing yes, like yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. There was not too much. There was not any request that was like, yeah, too much of, you know, outside of the box. And I remember thinking, we're not actually aligned. There was other things going on. And I was still producing great work with for them. They were actually super happy and we still had a great relationship, but it doesn't mean that it was like the right fit for each other. Yeah. And we actually came together about that we're going to move in a bit of a different direction. And I just remember feeling relieved. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, I'm closing off this client now. I was like, thank God. And I felt like I had taken a backpack of like a heavy backpack off of my shoulders Mm -hmm. and it opened me up. As I was saying before, it actually opened me up to be getting really cool inquiries. Mm -hmm. And from that moment on, I was like, I'm going to take each, you know, client that comes along. I'm going to like do a personalized quote. I'm going to look at exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a turning point of really not just saying, oh yeah, I'll charge X, Y, Z to get the client or to make them feel happy about it, but also like, realizing I'm running a business. I have to feed my children. I have to pay the bills. Like I have to support my family, all the things. So sort of like cutting myself, I don't know, like you you really want to just please everyone else, but not you. Mm. 
It's yes. so weird why that is our default. I don't know if it's something to do with like, yeah, that I had been a fresh mom and maybe like my <laughs> nurture was just the nurturing side of me was at an all-time high. I just want to nurture everyone to, you know, my own detriment. But I think that would be like my tip, I guess, for people is just working out what other people in the industry are charging. Don't be afraid to charge your worth and the quality of clients will actually be better because they appreciate you know, they don't expect to pay 10 bucks an hour for a social media manager, you know, and expect a great result. Like they're not going to invest in. Yeah, it's so true. And I think it's it's one of the hardest, I guess, spaces to navigate as a new business owner is figuring out number one, what everyone else in your industry is charging. And then Mm -hmm. figuring out where you sit in that space as well, because it's so easy to compare yourself to somebody else. But again, you're comparing off a highlight reel on their social media page. Like you don't actually know what's going on. So mm. it's such a weird space to navigate. And I remember, I remember the first time I ch- I lifted my prices and it was the most nerve wracking situation. You just feel actually sick. <laughs> oh, honestly, it was, it was that full sweaty, shaky. The hives, yeah. <laughs> and it was terrifying. And, you know, I think you have to go through that process though, because it does, allow clients who aren't aligned with this new level of how you conduct business to fall away. And then it opens space for people who do sort of match your energy and your offerings and services and things like that to come in. So I think it is such an important part of the process, but it's a terrifying one. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) So you were in sort of I'm calling it like the online presence space because you don't mm. just do social media, you do copy and there's a whole bunch of other things that you offer. In a space like the online world, which is where all of us hang out and is the giant of ever-changing life now, how do you stay on top of everything and up to date with everything? Because yeah. I just can't even imagine doing that. Well, yeah, I, you're right. I do say online presence and sort of my like tagline, if you like, is like the amplify your online presence because mm-hmm. it's like when you're just focusing on like maybe one platform, like that's cool, but let's like get it covered across all things. So it's like your socials, your blog posts, your monthly newsletter, how you speak on your stories, how you write your captions, mm-hmm. um, how you respond to your DMs. Like I'd really try and get that all aligned. And I think that something that I have found and I, I think why my business is kind of really resonating with lots of people at the moment is that the audience can really see through bullshit now. Like they want to know what's up. The, you know, And like you said, it is a highlight reel and I, that is true You know, on your socials. But when you're actually showing up as the business owner on your stories and you're like sharing a little bit about your day-to-day or like what's going on, the highs and lows of your product launch that's delayed or like your EDMs are a mess or whatever that is, um, the audience actually loves it because we're all kind of a little bit nosy. We want to know what's going on, isn't it? Like, you know, so true. <laughs> we want to have a little bit of a look at what's going on. And I was talking to one of my clients about this literally this morning. I was saying like, if they want to subscribe to your list, if they, you know, even potentially want to buy your product or your service, they want to feel like they like you and they trust you, that old know, like, and trust, which I know we've all heard a lot. And if you can really be authentic and have a very clearly defined brand voice, it doesn't matter 
where you show up online, like I said, the socials or the EDMs or the blogs or the whatever, or your masterclasses even, your notes that you send out, your PDFs. If you've got that brand identity like rock solid as in you know what your brand stands for, its values, its voice, and then you're embodying that in your everyday life and showing people that you embody it and then following it up by releasing all the content across that platform that also sound the same, then it's more than just keeping up with a trend. It's really got nothing to do with that. So like I wouldn't say Reels are my forte, like everyone knows Reels gets great reach and things like that. And yes, that's important to be seen, but the way that we go about our social media clients and the way that we kind of conduct ourselves is like, reach is cool, reach is great. But we're actually would rather get 10 people liking your stuff or seeing your stuff who genuinely want to get in your world Mm -hmm. than having your real reach 3,000 people and like they're not even in the country and they wouldn't buy your product and they would never subscribe because they're not your audience. Mm -hmm. So yes, there's things about trends and, and I wouldn't say I'm even on top of all the trends, but what I am passionate about is really embodying that voice and I think when you do that as I said before that like no bullshit radar ding 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 like people are like she's real like this is consistent she sounds the same Mm -hmm. I know her she's my friend Mm -hmm. you know like people actually feel like you know and that's great you know IG connections are the best we have so many IG friends right that we've never met in real life and they get us and we get them and it's because of what they've shown of themselves online Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with a girlfriend the other day and I was saying that as a woman, Instagram friends feel like the ladies that you meet in a nightclub bathroom. Like you're instantly best friends. You love them. You've seen them in like a really vulnerable situation and now you're best friends and you'll probably never like see them again or meet them in real life. But for that split second, you are the perfect people for each other. And I feel like that's what Instagram's like. Yes, it's such an opportunity to build community. And I have so many like mates in the IG world that I've never met in, in, I was going to say IRL, in real life. I actually went to an event a few weeks ago and I met some people for the first time in real life, but we couldn't believe that we hadn't met each other in real life because I literally know so much about them and they know so much about me. And the voice memos between us are like off the chain. So now we like met in real life after the fact. Of sharing your deepest, darkest secrets now with me. Like, it's so weird. I love that. It's I so love great. It. It's weird, but it's wonderful. It <laughs> is. It is. And I mean, I guess, like, you know, your online presence extends so much further than just your Instagram grid or your Instagram stories or things like that. And like you were saying, it's, you know, it bleeds into your website, your EDMs, your masterclasses, if you're hosting them. It's absolutely everything that you do. And I think for so many people, when, especially when you start a business, you're told, you know, you have to be on Instagram, you have to be doing this, you've got to be doing reels, you've got to do this, or you have to be in LinkedIn and it has to be this style of post and, you know, the content, blah, 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 blah. And there's so many rules and regulations around it. And I'm doing little finger quotations, as I say, rules and regulations. (laughs) Whereas I guess your space is more like, okay, let's get super serious about who we are, what we're doing, who we want to connect with. And that in itself transfers across all areas of online presence. And it's how your audience recognizes you, right? And it's how you kind of take your business to the next level. It's like, that's how you build a brand. That's how you build a following. And they're going to recognize if your Instagram got shut down tomorrow, are they going to type your name into Google? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or were you just another person that put a quote on top of a picture of a coffee mug and said it's Monday mm-hmm. morning? Like, you know what I mean? It's so true. It's, it's true. And, you know, and it's like, and that's when I say like, you know, we're not going to put content out like that to fill a spot. Because mm-hmm. what's the point? And that. doing it can be actually of detriment mm-hmm. to your brand. So brand, brand, brand. I love that. We'll do a second episode where it's like masterclass style. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's do it. So I'm in. Now I want to talk about the stars because this is something that you sprinkle throughout your content. I did a little stalking online and <laughs> as you do, pre-recording. And this is something that I find super, super interesting. So your, mm-hmm. I want to say astrology buff in training, not quite a full buff yet, still. Yes. So this comes back to me being just like a creative at heart. I'll never stop. I'm always wanting to like, I don't know, gain knowledge. I love to learn. I love to create. I love business. <laughs> like it's just like I've got this entrepreneurial thing that's like in my soul. And a while back, I look her up. Her name is Jazz Bory and she is a astrologer and business coach and life coach and all the things. And I came across her work through a podcast, actually. I was listening to her and she was a guest. And I was like, what is this? I've never heard of this before. So basically it's called um, natal chart astrology. And it's when you were born, where all the planets and everything were in the sky at that time, it can be said that that's like your astrological blueprint to your life. It's not saying you should or shouldn't do something, that something's bad or something's good, but it can show like where you can put your energy and maybe get the most light, you know? So there's things like career, money, relationships, so much stuff. And I started using it and looking at it from a business perspective, because of course that's my jam. There was a few sort of, we call them placements. So where things are on that chart and it's personalized to you. So my personal one, and it really shone a light on me being just a nurturer. Like it become, it's so easy for me to be the nurturer. So I was so surprised that I've been in a lot of support roles. I basically support and hold space for businesses now with their social media management, with their copy. I also do business mentorship. So in like in Voxer containers. So I hold a lot of people and I hold a lot of space. I can easily slip into the nurturer role, but kind of like in this lifetime where I could put my energy and find, you know, really great fulfillment is stepping into more of a leader role. Mm-hmm. So I really took that on board and started making some moves within my business. There's actually a lot of moves I've made based on astrology, but this is just something I, I will talk about. But and when I embraced it and did the damn thing, it worked out. Like, because it's like my innate journey. It's like what I actually already know and might be fearful to do or make the moves. But I know that if I do them, I'm going to reap the rewards. Mm-hmm. So what I've decided to do is like, I'm actually studying astrology with Jazz. She's, I'm doing like a one on one kind of apprenticeship kind of thing. And I know I'm really privileged to be able to have the space and time to do that because I run my own business. That's another reason to run your own business because you can do your passions and slip them in there. So what I'm looking at doing is really building this into my business mentorship because when people are coming in and business owners might be quote unquote successful, like we're saying to the outside world, but they're actually burnt out as fuck or they're not really feeling in alignment or their services or offerings aren't quite, you know, panning out what, how they thought it would. 
mm-hmm. we can actually look at their astrology and see like where their talents really are. Like they're super talents, I should say. We're all talented, but like their zone of geniuses, how they create money with ease, how they create abundance with ease and look at maybe embodying that part of their life a little bit more and seeing what happens, you know, with that. So that's why I kind of have that little thing on my Instagram, always referring to the stars because obviously HLS can change and expand however I want it to. But I just think bringing in a little bit of a sprinkle of this kind of modality could really help the business owner in just a different way that's not really mainstream yet. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm not sure if they... Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And I've, I mean, I've had a couple of different guests on who, you know, are specialists in different kind of modalities, things like human design and yeah, um, right, clairvoyancy and things like that. And I just, I find it so interesting that bringing in, I guess, alternative, let's call them alternative modalities into a business space is becoming so much more mainstream probably isn't quite the word because I don't think it's quite mainstream yet, but it's something that a lot of people are taking advantage of is like, is there something else that I can look at that is going to support me in my business journey? So, you know, the fact that even business, you know, mentors and life coaches and things like that are now such common practice for business owners to engage with. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, that was just completely unheard of. Five years ago, it was a little bit, maybe a bit too woo-woo, whereas now it's common practice. And so things like, you know, bringing in astrology, human design, you know, whatever it is, I just, I find it so interesting and just, and love that this is something that, you know, business is changing and moving and evolving. Yeah. And I think also to add to that is like, you know, your business is only as strong as like you, when it's you and it's your personal brand and getting your foundations right. Like, you know, if you feel like you're working in a way that's like push, push, push instead of with you know, ease and grace and flow, Mm. you know, maybe something's not quite right. And so like this couldn't maybe allow you to get the foundations really good. Like this is how I work. Like this is the environment I like to work in and how I'm more productive or, you know, that kind of stuff. And then from there you build on your offerings and the way you communicate and all the things, it's all connected. Yeah, definitely. If anyone's interested, I will make sure that all of the links and everything are in the description. So you know what we're talking about. It's not just, you know, you were a Virgo and today you're going to find the love of your life. But we also hope that happens for you if that's what you're looking for. Absolutely. Okay, let's jump into our wrap-up questions because I think there'll be some little magic in here. What is a fundamental value that you've woven throughout everything that you do and why is it important to you? I think it's coming back to the authenticity piece. And I know like people use that a lot, but it really is true. You know, I've always shown up warts and all (laughs) or beautiful fake tan and all, like whatever way. You only have to watch my story. Sometimes it's like mun, bun, bun. And other times it's like a blazer and slaying. So whatever way, I'm all those things and I'm really authentic about it. And I show up in every single way. I don't hide Mm -hmm. a certain part of me. And I think that, again, being that way means that people come to you really clear on what they want, how they want to run it, all the things very upfront and, yeah, just authentic. So I love that. Awesome. I think it also gives people permission to show up as themselves too. So if you see someone else doing it, you're like, okay, so she's having a bad day. She's got her mum bun in and she's, you know, got vomit on her shoulder. 
I can be that person sometimes as well. I think it's so, so important. What is your core motivator? Why do you keep showing up? Oh my gosh. I honestly just feel like I have such a passion and like a fire in my belly. I don't know where it comes from, but it's just like this entrepreneurial streak where I just want to create. It probably is to create and serve, honestly. Like the, I think that everything I've ever done has always been to kind of help someone else make their life a little bit easier, enjoy their life a little bit more. So it's just like this passion to create and serve. The nurturer in you. The nurturer, yes. <laughs> but not too much. <laughs> not too much. With boundaries. Nurturing yes. with boundaries. Yes. <laughs> Was there ever a time that you wanted to walk away? Oh, my God, yes. So many times. My Lord, goodness me, I couldn't even pinpoint all the times I'd want to walk away. You know, and going back to like the brows and lashes, I remember crying when I was like, had to sell all my, sell on bits and bobs and basically, you know, remove myself from that rental space during COVID. Like I was saying, I remember like just thinking, well, this is it. Like my life will never have passion again. Like obviously I'm very dramatic also too. So take everything with a grain of salt, but like that's the thing I felt. And I just was like, this is just not meant for me. I'm not capable to be a business owner. All the things. And that was probably my biggest giving up moment in HLS. More than like giving up because it's too hard. That's not really my feels. I think, should I give up if I have like self-belief issues? Mm. Not so much anymore, but at the start and I'm very much one for investing. So like I've had numerous like business coaches. I mean, a mastermind container, like I get in the rooms with people that are one or two steps ahead of me always just to help amplify my business and my personal development. So I don't have that as much now. But I do think the thought of giving up, or like we, like we said, it's like, you know, scrolling on sync or whatever, you know, it's going to come up, but it's about picking yourself up and getting over it quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you do just need to do it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do just need to be like, if I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? Mm-hmm. Look at that situation and then think about it. Like, is that what I want to be doing? Is that where I want to be? You know, sure, it might be easier or more comfortable or, you know, whatever it is. But is that really it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you have that entrepreneurial spirit or that spark or that fire in your belly that you were talking about, even when you look at those options, they never come close. It's never going to be enough. Yes. And if you've got that feeling, just do it. Just do the damn thing. Yeah. Love that. What is your go-to remedy when you're having an off day? Oh, gosh. I really have been trying to get some fresh air lately, like, setting up my own, you know, lunch breaks and going for a walk around the block or like doing my, I've got like the little Asana Rebel app where you can do 10 minutes of a yoga Pilates thing, you know, just on my bedroom floor, just something to move the board. I think it shifts the energy and it can be a good little restart in the day. Yeah, definitely. What's one of the best pieces of business advice that you've ever been given? Oh gosh, probably back to my girlfriends, like, all that time ago, he told me that, yeah, people pay people to read emails and read DMs. And I, was, I remember being gossiped. Like it's a time in my life that I will never forget because it was like this penny drop. It was like an aha moment of like, holy shit. If that's true, I can build it like an empire. <laughs> Sometimes it's the simplest statement that uh-huh. triggers that moment for you and you go, why did I ever think of that? Yes. What is something that's happened in your business recently that you're proud of? 
monetary wise, like revenue wise, I'm having the biggest months I've ever had to date. So I'm very proud of that. But also, and probably more importantly, these mentorship containers that I have opened over the last kind of three weeks. I've worked with more people in these last three weeks than ever. And like they're business owners who are not startups. They're, you know, are already doing the thing. But as I mentioned before, like want to take it like to the next level. And I think these kind of one-on-one personalized mentorships, like there is just so much magic that can happen in them. And I've obviously been in them myself when other people have, you know, been leading it. And now to do that for others and I'm seeing like their aha moments and their pennies drop and the excitement and like passion that they've got again. I think that's what I'm most proud of. That's awesome. That's so good. What is the big dream? World domination. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This sounds probably so boring, but it's not like, you know, to run off and, you know, own a castle or something in the Bahamas. That's not actually my vibe. (laughs) It's literally to support my family and have nourishing friendships and make beautiful connections and like just do something I love and that I'm passionate about every day. And yeah, in turn, helping other people with their passions and their loves, like that's just my ultimate goal to keep doing that on a bigger and bigger scale. And I think that I've got like so much in the tank like to go I just I don't even know where this will go but I just have a feeling that like yeah we're really getting started (laughs) yes yes I love that so much yes what is a resource tool or system that you use in your business that you couldn't live without oh okay well I think probably Canva right we all love Canva Mm -hmm. I do a lot of graphics in Canva for my clients but also for my own like you know launches and things like that and I think Voxer like Considering that's free and you can voice memo anyone you want and have these super powerful conversations mm-hmm. in one little app, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love I mean, Canva is, where would any of us be without Canva? Oh my God, I have no idea. What is a fact, tip or insight about your industry that people might not know? Maybe going back to what I was saying a little earlier about just popping stuff out for the sake of you know, creating some content that's not really of value that, you know, you could be posting like 10 times a day, but if it's all shit and there's no point behind it and it's not actually going to connect with your audience or embody your brand, then you might as well not do it. Mm -hmm. So consistency as we hear, like it is key, but it's also making sure that it is like got the value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's so easy just to create for the sake of creating (laughs) with no intention behind it. Yes, yes. What is one piece of advice you'd give to someone who is thinking about starting their business or just at the very beginning of their business journey? Okay, well, first of all, do it. I think it's the best thing. I think we all have or are capable of doing it, even if we think like we're not creative or we're not smart enough or we don't have the knowledge or the whatever. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special like about the person you see on Instagram making bank. They're just someone who did the damn thing. And I also really and I've always said this and I'll continue to say it like no matter where you're at there's someone who knows a little less than you and there's someone that knows a little more in you so I feel like the way that I've been able to make moves is investing in those people that are like one to two steps ahead of me or if there is a knowledge gap that I think I like I genuinely don't know this thing 
like I'm really unsure about it, finding the person that can teach it to me, show me or answer the question and investing in them. And then, you know, being available to do that for people who are maybe one or two steps from being where you're at mm-hmm. and like passing that on. So many people get caught up in the like gatekeeping of knowledge or gatekeeping mm-hmm. of information and it drives me insane. Yes. Because we could be doing exactly the same thing, but we're both going to do it completely differently. And my people aren't going to be your people and vice versa. But by holding on to knowledge and not being willing to share that is a bit of a dick move, in my opinion. Sure, it sure is. And that's not the energy. When we go back to like your energy about people that are coming into your world and that, are they going to want to come into a world of someone who's like got scarcity as their default? Or is the abundance and there's enough for everyone and we can all like fucking just thrive and make bank? Yes, I want to be in her world, not the one that's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you get anything, you know? Control like, under a bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, like, no, it's all mine. And it's just like, there's enough for everybody. Like yeah. how many people are on the internet? <laughs> exactly. And finally, how can people work with you? How can they find you? Where are you? What are you doing? Okay, well, my, my home where I hang out the most is my IG, so at Happy Little Socials <laughs> in the DMs all the time. I think we've got one spot open for social media management from May, and we're also b- booking um, copy projects from May. Business mentorship, I've got one more spot for March, and we're booking for April and May. So we kind of work a few months in advance. If you've got any questions, just DM me. I love my DM chats and my community. Follow along for the ride. Amazing. I'll make sure everything is linked in the description so everyone can find you, connect with you, see what you do, see all of your stories and everything. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been so great. And I'm really, really looking forward to stalking your stories and seeing all the different (laughs) versions of you that are out there and picking up all the star alignment stories too. Awesome. Happy to have you. (laughs) Do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share before we sign off? Oh, no. I just think, you know, follow your passions and we're all creative and like, yeah, just go out and do it. We can all just reach the highest of heights if we want to. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you.